This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, loyal listeners, to Agency Intelligence Podcast, where I give you real agents inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Cass, and today I am joined by my main sidekick, Billy Williams sits on the left, my boy David Carruthers sits on the right, and together we just dominate. David, how are you doing, buddy? Man, sitting at the table with Cass and Billy Williams. What did I do to deserve that in life, man? Well, Billy was on my right. I moved him over to the left to put you on the right, you know? you know. That's good because if I'm on your right, that means you're on my left and I'm left-handed and that seems natural. <laughs> no, we're good. They said Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there you go. If you want to go there, man, it's all you. I'm going to be looking to be struck down by lightning when I walk out of my office this afternoon now. Thanks for making me a marked man. Hey, I got dinner tonight with with our friends Steve and Laura Moore uh, from Lightspeed, and I got to survive for that. So I don't know that I will survive that, but I have to survive for that. Okay, man, that's going to be a good time. Great people. Steve and Lee, uh, I mean, Steve and Laura are great. So if you guys don't know, tra- um, I always say Travis. I'm always saying Travis. Me and Carruthers and his beautiful wife, Andrea, and my beautiful wife, Andrea, and the beautiful wife of Laura, and then Steve um, Moore. I always want to say something else, but Steve Moore from Lightspeed Voice. We went down to Palita or Palm Pal- Island. Palm Island, that's what it was, and it was awesome. And uh, what we did there was we stayed at the, we stayed there and met with the CEO, Steve's number two at Lightspeed Voice. Then we went to their office um, for a day or maybe two days, whatever. And we and we talked to them, and we're trying to build the phone of the future for the independent insurance agency system. I'm not going to tell you any more than that. I know that you're like, oh God, there goes Cass again. No, I'm being dead serious. We're getting ready to revolutionize shit. And um, dude, and you let me got- tell you something, man. If you want to talk about revolutionizing stuff, I was on a podcast yesterday, and I'm not going to sit here and promote anything else on your network. But let me you just should. tell you, I have one on the power producers that's coming out where I just absolutely go off on dude. technology, and I basically built a product live on the air. I have no clue how to put it together. I'm the I'm the idea guy, right? But I was on the phone with one of the guys who could put it together, and I'm just going to put it to you this way, man. If these three companies, Canopy Connect, Tarmica, and Glovebox can come together, the client experience changes forever. 
Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I'm not going to go on to it. It's not a commercial for them, but Glovebox is a very, very impressive company to me right now. Not only just with their product and their service, but dude, their their, their vision is unlike anybody else. It's been my main seller. So David, you say that you have a hot button right now, and I want to get into that because God knows you and I will go off on 700 rants in the meantime. Um, but tell the loyal listeners what your hot button is right now. I got about five hot buttons right now, but the one, one you told me, the, the one that I've really been stressing is I talk to people really speaks to the, the agency principles that are getting a little bit long in the tooth, trying to figure out what they're going to do as they retire or whatever. And, you know, we have a problem, man. We try and control everything. I say we collectively, I don't really have that problem, but I say we, cause I'm part of the team, you know, and right. In our agency, we collaborate. And I think there's an issue out there. There's a big divide between the old guard and the next generation where, you know, we feel like as the old guard and I'm, you know, I'm kind of stuck in the middle and so are you. We're not really old guard yet, even though we are going to be retired on our boats in five years, fishing all day (laughs) and racing our racing our drones in the middle of of the ocean. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know. We try and control and we don't always do a good job of collaborating and listening. And I think it's a huge place where agencies are missing the boat right now because they're missing fresh ideas. They're missing platforms on which they can communicate and create brand awareness. And they're missing building the culture of their agency because it's a culture of control instead of a culture of collaboration. What does that mean? What would a culture of control look like versus collaboration? My way or the highway. I built this agency on my back. This is the way we've always done it. I'm not interested in your ideas, new boy. Mm, boy, that was me from 2005 to 2010. And they and they and and, and what they did is they promised me that two of the retiring um, uh, agents that if I came over from my other agency I was at that they'd give me that book of business. Um, they took all the big accounts out of there and gave me the small accounts that I had to drive three hours for. This is, this was me five years into my industry. And, you know, you can only take that for so long. I used to tell them this, David, I said, I'm 31 years old. I don't need, this is I uh, verbatim what I said to him. I do not need to be an owner today. I don't need to be an owner tomorrow. But what I do want to know is that in 10 years, I'm going to be an owner. And here's the key. Every year, I need a little bit more say so that in 10 years, when I'm 40, you guys don't leave and I have to then turn this whole ship. You know what I mean? That's all I want to know. And it was always like, oh, yeah, Jason. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Um, they didn't really ever want me in meetings unless it was the meeting with the uh, carrier because then they could brag about what Jason was doing. But at the end of the day, they didn't care. Um, and, 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 and I say a lot of times when I left my agency and, and I told my owner I was going to leave and after a month he didn't say anything to me and I finally pack up my bags, I'm getting ready to leave. And he says to me, I say to him, I say, you know, I never thought you'd let me leave. And he shakes my hand and goes, I never thought you'd leave. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like, it's my way or the highway type thing, but it's also into the fact that I have it so good and I've done you so well, there's no way you're going to leave us. The older, younger generation doesn't think that way. They just don't. No, they don't. And I mean, listen, man, I you hear me. I've said this to you multiple times. I say it to people every day of my life. You got to understand there's more to life than being income statement rich, man. That's fine that you make good money, but we need a balance sheet. And here's the problem. Here's the problem. Eric Garcia will tell you this. The overwhelming majority of us, me included, have 
a significant amount, if not all, of our net worth tied up in our agency. Yep. And I'm not saying that that's a good thing or it's a bad thing because at the end of the day, if I'm going to bet on anybody in this world, aside from my wife, it's myself. Damn right. You know, I'm not going to bet that the stock market is going to be able to get me a return like the money invested in any of my business endeavors gets me because the facts are they don't. Mm -hmm. If you grow a successful agency or any successful private business as an entrepreneur, if you're doing things right, you're going to get a way better return on your money there than any other place that you're going to find it. But the problem becomes you have your net worth tied up in that. You're not collaborating with the next generation. You're not giving them the opportunity, as Mr. Wonderful says on Shark Tank, to get their beak wet just a little bit, right? Right. You have to show them a path to ownership. This mm-hmm. is this look, man. I, I can tell you right now, three Nespresso's and a shotgunned bang into my morning. I'm getting ready to go off. I'm telling you up front, it's coming. Here's my problem. We we gripe and we moan as agents that we want to be treated as trusted advisors and professionals. We constantly compare ourselves to CPAs and attorneys, yet we don't act like that. Come on. Here's the problem. You want to be treated like a professional. You want to be treated like a CPA or an attorney. Then you need to run your business like a CPA or attorney does. What do law firms and accountants do? There are two things that they do that the insurance industry has the ability to do that very few agencies do. Number one, track to partnership. You have to have backfill in your organization if you want to perpetuate the asset that you've built to go forward. So you're talking about them making like a firm and having junior partners and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we do that? I don't understand it either, dude. I hear, listen, I hear all the time, oh, I built the agency on my back. Bull crap. You didn't build the agency on your back. Come on. You got producers that have million dollar books out there. That revenue that they've generated for your firm is completely irrelevant. They don't deserve to have the opportunity to perpetuate the firm to the next generation because they've gone out and brought that business in. Get out of your own way and share, yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Share. Number two, Number two, and you know that I do this because, listen, people, I practice what I preach. I'm not just bringing up ideas that I don't execute. This is how my firm is set up. But the second piece is accountants and attorneys don't work on commission, except for plaintiff's attorneys, and nobody likes them anyhow. (laughs) They bill by the hour. They charge a fee for their professional services. The problem we have as agencies right now, and I'm going to speak specifically to the middle market because this isn't going to apply to to small business and personal lines and all of that. And then I'll step back a little bit. But the problem we have right now is we're tying our paycheck to the sale of a product, not the solving of a problem. And you have the ability to go in and charge a service fee for your work by netting commissions, at least in the state of Florida. We can net commissions from the deal so that the premiums drop by the amount that those commissions would have been. That's amazing. And then we can charge the fee directly to the client. And that happens, that can happen in many states, if not all of them. A lot. But but here's the thing, man. Oh, well, why would I want to do that? Well, I can give you a bunch of reasons. Number one, you can project your cash flow. Do you want to bill that fee monthly? Do you want to bill it quarterly? Do you want it upfront annually? How do you want to do that? Number two, you can offer options. You know, you can offer a flat fee or you can offer a flat fee with a kicker for you to get a bonus 
based on your own performance. I tell the story all the time about the chicken farm that I worked with up in the Carolinas that had $5 million million worth of laying birds. And I walked in and they were paying an agency $250,000 in commissions. And I look at the CEO, COO, and CFO when I walk in for the very first meeting and said, hey, uh, where's risk manager? And they look at me like I have an eyeball in the middle of my forehead. Well, we, we don't have one. Well, I said, well, your results would indicate that. But I'm assuming that since you're paying an insurance salesperson $250,000 a year in commissions to your agency, that they would be giving you some level of resources. And the answer was no. So I'm not going to go through the whole mm-hmm. mechanics of it. But basically, we offered these these people two, two options, $87,500 flat fee up front. And before everybody freaks out and says, well, but they were making 250000 before, I'm going to tell you why I did it. The second piece is we would do it for two hundred or for 75000 And for every $100,000, we reduced their total out-of-pocket losses. We got a $10,000 bonus that we would cap total compensation at $100,000. So their worst case scenario was if they paid us $100,000, they would already saved at least a quarter of a million. So here's the deal, people. Lock in your compensation because I'm into solving problems and not selling products. So I know that if I deliver on what we promise at the point of sale, I'm always going to make more money. So Mm -hmm. let's look at an account, for example, that might be paying $70,000 in revenue right now. Harry Workers Comp account, it has some issues. We're going to go in there and we're going to clean it up. The mod is is getting close to a 2.0, but we're going to go in. And we're going to net the commissions out of every piece of that business that we can. We cannot net commissions of workers' comp in Florida because it's embedded in the rates. I'm not getting into all the semantics. I understand. Work with me, people. This concept applies. Damn right. $70,000 commissions. I go in and say, you know what? I don't think $70,000 is fair. Somebody's getting rewarded because your performance has not been the best, and they're actually directly responsible for not giving you the resources you need. I, I will come in and we'll net the commissions out and we'll take a $50,000 fee instead. Well, guess what happens? Over three years, Florida Risk Partners goes in and we clean the account up. And all of a sudden, we have dropped the premiums down to $275,000 a year because the mod is gone. There's been a rate decrease, so on and so forth, right? Okay. What happens? Is, 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 am I now making $27,500 in commission? No, I'm making 50 grand because that's my fee. And mm-hmm. I'm going to tell my client, you're paying me more than I would make in commissions. But the reason you're doing that is because I'm delivering you the results that we have delivered. And I, I earned that money. I deserve that money. I don't have to, I'm not going to sit here and try and pretend like we didn't do what we needed to do. Pay me. And they don't have a problem with that because we're doing exactly what we said we would do. Look at a divorce attorney. Look at a tax attorney. Look at a a, a CPA that goes in and finds ways for you not to have to pay taxes. Whether you're – I don't care what your political leanings are. Nobody wants to pay taxes if they don't have to. And if you do, you know, we need to have a different talk. But at the end of the day, those people charge. Two, three, four, five hundred dollars an hour, and they're happily paid because they're saving their client an exponent of what they're paying them. Quit looking at it as a paycheck and start looking at it as a solution. And what's amazing is in four years, you'll grow your agency to over three million dollars in revenue. Not a lot of agencies that can do that, 
based on a formula that he's trying to tell you. Now, one thing here, David, um, you talked about middle market. I want to give one example uh, for smaller market, how we're not professionals. We answer the phone. We are here to help you with all your insurance needs. What's amazing is, is doctors, lawyers who have to be professionals, that you don't, they don't answer the phone and say, so how'd you get sued? You getting a divorce? Work comp claim? What is it? Because we're here to help. No, they listen to what you have and they go, you know what? That's not our expertise. We'll tell you who our expertise is. Oh, you have a heart issue. Well, I'm a podiatrist. Here, here's who you need to go after. How weird would it be if we walk into the podiatrist and he starts asking me about my cardiovascular muscles and veins and stuff? I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? But we have allowed the consumer to see us as all in one. And I believe that was one of the attractive things um, where we have gotten in this industry really hardcore over the last 10, 15, 20 years of the niche. It's like we're it, we're kind of drawn to that because it kind of makes us seem as professionals. At the same time, I think a middle market person is much more professional than a person who just takes a quote behind the door or behind the scenes. That's just my opinion. Yeah, it doesn't mean they're bad people. It's just yeah. a different perception, right? A different perception. Different perception. Because I can tell you right now, I just I just posted a video on Facebook and LinkedIn yesterday about Hank Stewart from Brunswick, Georgia, who's in Killing Commercial, and went and went out and just freaking drilled a three hundred thousand dollar account. Three other people quoting against him, and they didn't even know who this dude was. They had no clue who he was. They, listen, the one, the one, the incumbent agent was a national firm that every single person listening to this would know who they were if I said their name. And I'm not going to do it because yeah. it wouldn't do me any good. They're still licking the salt off their tears and their wounds this morning, anyhow, because Hank went in with a freaking shillelagh and just decapitated him at the point of sale. But what happened is he calls me. He's like, look, man, you know, I've got this meeting tomorrow. I just got the loss runs. This deal came to me at the 11th hour. And here I am. This is so foreign to what I teach. Right. I don't want yeah. you going in you know, at the last minute, but I'm, I'm not going to tell you to quote the business. I said, get me everything you can. So he got it over to me. It, it ended up being after I went to sleep. I got up at like 530 the next morning, printed out all of the loss runs, everything he sent over and text him and said, when you get up, call me. He had the meeting at 10 o'clock. It was two hours away at seven o'clock that morning. He called me and I said, these are the 10 bullet points that you need to know, like the back of your hand going in. If you get past number three and they don't say, I've heard enough, I'm ready to move forward. It's going to blow my mind. Dude got three, four bullet points in done. He posterized his competition, man. It was like Michael Jordan in the Cleveland Cavs all over again, right? <laughs> Exactly. But, you know, it, it's crazy because none of what he talked about was insurance. That's right. It wasn't That's insurance. Right. It was all of the other things that could, were contributing to it. And to your point, man, when you go to the doctor, the doctor doesn't look at the at the at the uh, what's going on. You know, you're vomiting, whatever else. That's a symptom. Right. He needs to figure out what the problem is. What's causing that mm -hmm. high premiums? are the result of a lot of other underlying problems. And if you don't stop to focus on what's causing that, then the premiums are never going to change. Mm -hmm. And all you're doing is selling a product. That's right. Do, 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 do. Totally with you. You know, um, the true life story, when we wrote this uh, account that we got an AOR on back in August, it was a $349,000 account. We ended up renewing it $417,000. And what the crazy thing is, is Travis, I remember he was, he was worried. He's like, dude, 
He's like, Cass, I mean, man, we've made these promises. And I said to him this, and I said, Travis, in the five months we've been dealing with these people since like May, and then we are closing it up in August, they've never mentioned premium one time. They never mentioned premium one time. And I said, so how can we be scared that they're going to bring that up then? I actually have a right to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. We've been talking about a lot of things here, but premium, I thought we had understanding based on the mod audit. You know, sure enough, man, I got to tell you, they weren't excited about 417, but they understood why. They understood the three-year plan that we have for them and how we're going to incrementally get that thing down. Um, you know, not only that, they had an umbrella policy that was $13,000, but everybody else was coming in at 60. All I had to do was look at page two of the forms and endorsements page and see they had professional liability excluded for an assisted living home. So they had to take that, but they knew like they killed the other agent. That's why he got the AOR. So dude, it's so crazy. Let's, let's turn this because, because you and everybody knows you and I always talk about this stuff. Let's turn this to the protege. I want to say one thing before we do that, before we do that, because I know that there are people listening to this right now that are probably, eh, this stuff doesn't work. This doesn't really happen in real life. This dude's on a podcast and he's just saying what he has to say because Cass and him rehearsed it before they got on. Number one, we had no clue what we were talking about before we started (laughs) because we both grip it and rip it. And number, but number two, here's the deal, people. I see this every single day. I see agents in internet forums all over social media and everything else complaining when they lose an account. I had an account that was with me for 10 years and it grew to $150,000 in premium. And these people don't appreciate anything that I did for them. In fact, they went and moved to another firm for $50,000 more, $200,000 a year. They are so ungrateful. People, let me give you a newsflash. If somebody's willing to pay $50,000 more to leave you, it's not because you're doing your job really well. Yeah. Right? You know, we're so focused on, look, I don't care if you issue certificates fast. I don't care if you answer your phone. I don't care if you add drivers and process endorsements in record time. People, that's what they expect. Mm. You have to learn how to be uncommon in a common industry. Right now, if you're competing on account, if you're Hank Stewart from Gallus Stewart in Brunswick, Georgia, and you're going in on that trucking account and you're competing against two or three other people, guess what all three or four of you have in common? Every one of you can place insurance. Mm -hmm. Every single one of you. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do to differentiate yourself from the people that are going in to place a product? That's how you win in the middle market. Are you ready to transform the way your business communicates? Look no further than Lightspeed Voice, the ultimate solution for insurance agencies seeking a seamless communication. I've used them for over eight years. I'm telling you, what I'm reading is the truth. Picture this, crystal clear calls, advanced features, unparalleled, flexible, tailored, just for you. That's Lightspeed Voice. Tired of drop calls and outdated systems? Lightspeed Voice has your back. Say goodbye to communication hiccups and hello to a new era of efficiency. I love that. Boost productivity with features like call recording, voice to email, and effortless call transfers. Work from the office, from home, or on the go. Lightspeed Voice keeps you connected wherever your business takes you. Don't worry about the transition. Our dedicated support and onboarding teams will guide you every step of the way. 
make the switch to Lightspeed and join the ranks of satisfied insurance agency owners like me, experiencing the power of seamless communication. Ready to elevate your agency? Visit lightspeedvoice.com or call 877.97-VOICE to schedule your free demo. Lightspeed Voice, we're more than just talk. Cass approved. Yeah, they can think whatever they want because uh, if they think that we rehearse this or this other thing and these other agents are lying, that's their problem in 10 years. When uh, you know, The ROI of your business is, is that you'll be around in five to 10 years. Anyway, so let's go over here to Protege. So we're going we're gonna to pull something out that our man Bradley Flowers threw into our brain. He threw it into yours and you threw it into mine. Is that insurance is not a sexy thing. And uh, God, I'm going through this right now, David. You and I have talked about this with my son. He's 21. He wants to get in the financial business. He, he wants to be Edward Jones and all this. And I'm like, ah, you know, like he can make so much money doing this, but whatever. I'm going to let him do whatever he wants. But my point is, is it's not sexy. And Bradley Flowers brought something up to you that you passed to me is that, you know what, the home market wasn't very sexy either to be a real estate agent until they saw people sitting on reality TV shows, you know, writing million dollar homes at 7% commission. And they're like, wait a minute, maybe I want to be a real estate. I think you're doing the same thing with the protege. Tell us about the protege. Where did this come from? This is our chance to get this on a national scene. Yeah. So, um, it was just a wild harebrained idea, man. I've never even, and it's funny, you're right. Bradley did put that into my ear because I, I've never watched any of those real estate shows. Right. I mean, to me, the, the, the real estate, uh, industry is somebody driving a Buick that'll fit three or four people in it. And you're going to drive around looking at houses all day. And I mean, I, I, my, I'm formed by that because we moved every two to three years as a kid. So I, I was always going through that when we would go house hunting, but I just got to thinking about it. And, and part of it has to do with the fact that I talked to so many people that want to come into killing commercial that are producers, not agency principals, but they're producers. Maybe they're in a larger regional firm or a national firm or whatever else, and they're not getting the training that they need. There's a significant gap in our industry when it comes to having a proven and replicable sales process. Okay. We we can learn insurance knowledge, but there's not a lot of people. And I mean, we, we all know who they are. There's some people who do a really good job of training producers and salespeople, but there's a big gap. There's It's just not something that agencies are equipped for. You have to find that on the outside. Yep. And I found that these people were not being supported. You know, they, they had production pressures. They were required to go out and get new business. And yet the agency didn't have an answer to help them develop that. And, you know, Killing commercial is a big price tag for somebody who's just a producer, not just a producer, but a producer in an agency, mm-hmm. you know, that, that would have to fund that themselves. And so I said, you know what? There's been too many of these people. Let's do something and get, let's see if they, you know, are really willing to put their money where their mouth is. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're telling me I'll do anything to get in. Is there a chance I can do, you know, work for you? I mean, I've had all kinds of crazy offers for people. I bet you have. You know, let, let, whatever it takes, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, look, Let's let's see if these people will put their money where their mouth is, and we're going to give them an opportunity to compete on a reality show going through a series of insurance-related challenges, and whoever wins gets a lifetime membership to the Killing Commercial community. And 
That's you awesome. know, it's um, it, it's a prize that's worth about 25 grand right now. That's going to continue to go up as we continue to build it out and add more. But now, can I say, let me say something. Okay, it's 25,000 going up. He's uh, called that because I want you to continue on with where we're at right now. But here's the thing I have to understand, and I want you guys to know whether you, you can believe what I want. I'm with David a lot. I'm on the phone with him a lot. I've I've went on a couple vacations, been to Key West. We've been going places. As you guys know, we're going to have our boats together, and which one are we going to take? That's going to be his and I's only stress. But one of the things, David, is I see you on the damn phone. I, I don't really know, to be honest, how you do it. And you said to me yesterday, you said, Cass, I know you're busy, dude. I'm going to tell you where you need to be and how you need to be there and stuff. But I need you to come because I need you. I need your stories. I need your examples, whatever it could be. And I'm thinking to myself as I'm reading it, I'm thinking, I'm with you, dude. You, How in the hell do you have time? Because, I mean, it's just not dealing with agents, right? You're dealing with this $3 million a revenue agency. And I'm not talking about run it. You got people to do that. You're dealing with your own $500 million accounts, you know? And, and I'm just thinking to myself, it's incredible what you do. And I only want to tack that on. And I want you to continue on. There is a reason for $25,000. I guarantee you folks, if you had people um, taking as much of your time, but then on the other side, hearing the results they're having, it's only justifiable. Listen, I tell everybody, you get your money back in 90 to 120 days. If you put the effort in, it's not even a, it's it's a drop in the bucket. And I mean, when I, when I give you that value, that includes the, the $99 a month for a period of 10 years, in addition to what I charge somebody to get in. So um, it's not like it's a, a, you have to come write me a check for 25,000 bucks today, but guess what? In January 1st, that'll be the case. Um <laughs> But you know, the so, thing, so here we are with the protege, and you've now gotten yeah. People. So I, I wanted to bring people in, and I'm like, you know what? I can't just have the one grand prize. Let's figure out. And I mean, it's it, look, man. You and I are similar in a lot of ways um, in terms yeah. of the fact I'll have an idea like this, and I'll just run with it and start hyping it up, and then I'll get like a week and a half, two weeks in, and I'm like, holy crap, man! How am I going to pull this off? <laughs> right? And I, so. So the stress that I have on my in my life is self-induced. Right. But the thing that's cool about it is we can make this thing go so many different directions. So everybody, you know, today is the day that they all get, we had the draft yesterday. They're all going to get their first uh, assignment at noon today. That video is already recorded and getting ready to go out. And all bets are off at that point. We're going to be running and gunning every week. They're going to compete on a challenge. Now, week one, I'm giving everybody a buy. We're not going to vote anybody off because I want them to see what everything looks like. But I did caution them in the video and say, don't think that this is just a free pass because Mm -hmm. my decision for who the two people are that are getting voted off in the second week is going to be cumulative based on your performance this week, too. So don't think that, you know, you're going to be the kid that signs up for the senior project and doesn't contribute. Right. You're just going to show up for the presentation. That's not going to work. Um, but we're going to we're going to vote one person off every week, um, with the exception of week one in the very last week when we announced the three finalists. And on those weeks, we're going to eliminate two. And then prior to Innovation 2021, which coincidentally happens to be in Tampa, I'm doing a free boot camp the day before for anybody who wants to come. You don't have to be in Killing Commercial. If you're coming to Innovation, you want to come in a day early. If uh, you're part of Cass's Mastermind and you want to come, it's absolutely free of charge. I'm going to give you guys about eight hours of as much content as I can as I can possibly give to try and wow. equip you 
to be successful. But the caveat, I, I didn't know you were doing that. Yeah, the caveat to that is is during that seminar, whoever's in attendance is going to be who decides who the winner of the protege is. So we have a mobile app that will be on everybody's phone, and they will have the ability to vote in real time. The three finalists are going to have to present their solution to their final challenge. Uh, live to that audience. And they're going to be at the end, everybody will have an opportunity to vote and we'll pick the winner. And the winner gets the, um, the, the scholarship second place. I'm giving an hour a week for a year of one-on-one mentoring with whoever comes wow, in second place. dude. And then in third place, and this goes into some of my, you know, quirky flamboyant kind of stuff. I'm bringing my tailor, Daryl Polito in, and he's going to measure that person and I'm going to buy them a custom suit of clothes, whether it's male or female, we're going to give them what they need to, um, to go out there and look like the protege. So, uh, it's cool. We're going to roll that in season two. We're going to follow whoever the winner was as they go through killing commercial and they start to go out in the real world and get some of these accounts and they call on them and they're going to chronicle some of that. And the whole time we're doing that in the background, we're going to be looking for the cast of the next competition, which will be, you know, coming out sometime next fall. And so they're split up into Four teams, right? Three. Four. There's three, three teams. teams. Three. Sorry, sorry, you guys can tell. And I'm actually one of the mentor coaches of this thing. I didn't. And so my three are super talented. Um, Braid Bradley, who is a coach, and, and and say all of them. I can't remember. I don't want to leave any. Yeah. Of them so out. we have three teams. Obviously, we have blue, we have gold, and, <laughs> and we have black. Okay. So we have Jason Katz and Josh Lipstone are together as coaches. We have Josh Gurley and um, Bradley Flowers together as coaches and Ryan Hanley and Ricky Hader are together as coaches. So we had a live draft yesterday. There may or may not have been a little bit of, of smack talking going on back and forth. I can imagine that's only going to ramp up it will. if this goes on. But uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, man. I think I it's going to be a really good time. And I would encourage everybody. You know, here's the other thing, too. There are some of you that didn't have the guts. Okay, we had a, we had seventy six people apply to do this. I, had, I know I had to pare it down to the last ten, uh, and we actually ended up with eleven oh, because of a technology glitch. But so we had to pare it down to that. But there's a lot of people out there that just weren't really ready to step out and and put themselves out there. So my advice to you is this: find another career. Because if you're not willing to put yourself out there for something like this, how are you going to cold call on middle market prospects for a living? It's not going to happen. Grow a set and get out there and, and put yourself out there. But what we're going to do is we're going to we've set this up so that the people who are watching can participate. So we will actually because we have to film all this and do all the editing and production and everything now, we're not even going to air the live episodes of the challenges until February. So we have all kinds of time. And when the final edit comes, I will actually give the challenge for the following week at the end of that first episode, at the end of that episode you're watching. So if you want to participate and play along at home, you're going to know the challenge. You can go out. You don't have to put yourself out there. You can see how these people are graded and all of that stuff. And you can learn from them from the process as, as they go along too. The one thing I told everybody is this, and, and I'm dead serious when I say this, man. My heart is that everybody who participates in this and watches this learns from it and can be better as a result of the work product that we put out. And the one thing that I promised every single contestant before they came on was I will not make them look bad. So if you're looking for... Good TV, 
you know, in terms of plot twists and demoralizing people or whatever else, that ain't going to happen. But if you want to find out how these people are going to learn and watch them transform their thought process over, you know, a season of this show, you're in for a treat. And the other thing we did is I told the people that are actually the, the finalists that they, I want them to continue through the entire process. Even if they're eliminated, I want them to be able to have the benefit of the coaching and the learning through the process. So they're not taking the risk to put themselves out for just no reason if they if they don't make it through to the finals. I want them to walk away and have the ability to go out and close an account or two or three or 10 based on the experience they had on the show. So really think about this, loyal listeners. I mean, he's uh, he's 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 made good money off of 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 killing commercial. He's got a uh, three million dollar uh, plus revenue agency. Um, why am I saying this? I'm saying this because he doesn't need the clout and he doesn't need the money. I just love the fact that you really care and you're really admirable to the independent insurance agency system, trying to make it sexy, trying to give hope to somebody who just can't afford. I mean, most producers when I was young, I couldn't afford ten grand. I just couldn't, man. And and if I would have found it, there ain't no way my wife was going to let me give it up because she just didn't understand the the value, you know. And it's not her fault. It was a dollars was a lot of money to us back in the day. So I just I just really really appreciate that, Crothers. I really do. And this is one of the reasons why you and I become such great friends. I'm attracted to those people who just have the best interest in the independent insurance system. And not only that, this is a lot of freaking work for you, dude. I'm watching you do all this, and this is just really really exciting. Curtis, here's the one. Here's the one thing ahead. I'm going to tell you, man. You know, you're right. I don't need the money. I'm not saying that in a in a bragging fashion whatsoever. We no. live well below our means, but we, we, you know, we we have had some level of success, and and we make enough money to meet our needs very very well. Mm-hmm. There is nothing better to me, and this is not some BS feel good story. I'm being as honest with you and your audience as I can be. There is nothing that gets me fired up more that lets me validate my own existence and feel better about myself, but more so than when I get that email and I get two or three of them a day. Hey, man, I just wanted to touch base and let you know I read this in your book. I read this blog post that you put out. I watched this video or the people in Killing Commercial sending me texts as they're closing deals saying, I got it on the first meeting on agent a record letter, 25,000 in revenue, 40,000 in revenue. I don't see a dime of that money when they're closing it, but I'm as excited for them, if not more excited for them as I am for myself when I go out and close a deal. That's mm-hmm. what that's what the ga- that's the gasoline that goes in my engine. That's why I work the amount of hours a day that I work and do the things that I do is because I get self-validation by helping other people more than any money is ever going to give me. So um, 8-10 is the effective date of the large one that we took on age, on Agent of Record. On 10-1 was their workers comp. That, that was the first part of the Agent of Record, obviously. And then the, the, the package just happened to come before. And then they call Travis. When we're working, we're closing up on the work comp. They call Travis in the middle of September. And they're like, you know, we got this problem with our health insurance. And, you know, they got a big group plan. And Travis is like, hey, I can help you. And the lady comes back and says, we just want one agent. How do we give that to you? So we're like, shit, okay. All right, so 12-1, their um, Traveler's Wrap policy, their organization, fiduciary liability on that is, re- is renewing. 
And, and we're just kind of going through this. And one of the guys asks, he says, uh, the underwriter says, I need to see their, their, their contributions and how many people they contribute to and stuff. I'm not in the finance industry. Right. And so, and so I, I ask and I go to Travis, I said, Travis, I don't know how to ask for this stuff. I don't know this stuff. He's a finance guy. He goes and he look, listens, uh, gets it. We get the reply back. He sends it over to him and says, Hey, just in case you want to know, I do, that's what I do. If for anybody who knows, I write the whales, prospect them. Travis helps me, um, uh, transact them and stuff. But he's a he's a finance guy. He does acuities. He does life or acuities. He does annuities and that kind of stuff. He reaches out to him and says, "Hey, just want to let you know that we do the retirement." It's like three days later they hit us back. She's like, "Yeah, whatever we can do to get you guys to take that over." This is going to end up being like ninety thousand dollars in revenue. I mean, ninety thousand dollars in revenue. You know what that does? That pays for my staff. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. That's that big, you know. And then people always say this. Well, Jason, the good thing about getting one is they're big and nice, but the bad thing about them is that you lose them. I think I have a better chance, in my opinion, of keeping these big ones than I do keeping my $20,000 ones. I go to my $20,000 one and I'm like, what value can I provide? You know what I mean? They just got a mod and it's like 0.99 and, and I'm looking at their policies. It's not a bop. So everything's kind of thrown in there, you know, and it's like, where am I at? But I don't have those conversations with those large ones. And I just kind of think that that's very, very interesting. Wrapping it up, David. Wrapping it up, dude. You're busy. I'm busy. Tell me. Um, anything that you want to say to close up with, this has been fantastic and I appreciate your time. I would just say, follow, follow the uh, circus as it comes to town, man, because there's no telling we, you know, look, dude, if we had this conversation at this time last year, Oh yeah. Killing commercial didn't exist. The protege didn't exist. The extra two minutes didn't exist. None of that stuff, man. That stuff has all happened over the course of the last literally nine. Well, what are we at? Well, 12 months at this point. Almost 12. Almost. almost 12 months. So if we can accomplish that in 12 in, in just this 12 months without any basis or framework, constructing it from the ground up, imagine what's going to happen as we continue to build this army to go out and seek world domination in the middle market over the we course of the next 12. We will always overestimate what we can do in a year, and we will grossly underestimate what we can do in 10 years. And be part of the uh, Killing Commercial, you're going to get that 99 whatever it is that's being paid for 10 years. Think of what you can do. Um, think of what we can do in a year. I mean, already me. I mean, you know, David, I'll just end with this. It was so transformational to Travis and I that we literally just said, stop our agency we took our ass to Chicago. We locked ourselves in a, in a in a hotel for three days. And we just said, we got to redo this, man. We're putting our money in personal lines. It's not profitable, even with technology. We're getting clients that we don't want. And I'm looking over here, listening to my buddy, Brent Kelly. And he's sitting here telling me that 20% of my people is where most of my revenue comes from. And they're the people that bother me the least. That was, that was a game changer. And you, you're training and helping us understand that because just like Hank, I was you, dude. I was getting ready to walk into that meeting. I'm like, bro, they just sent me this thing. I don't freaking know what to, what to do. You know, you're like, Cass, just shut up, send me this shit and give me an hour. And I'm like, okay. I'm over there, you come back. Here's what you say. If they say this, you say this. Okay. Here's why you're doing that. You know, and it's like, whoa. So that was fantastic. David. Appreciate your time. Last question. I'm going to ask you a question. We don't ask our normal questions to you because you've been on here for long, but this is a new one that I have. This is a new one because I know you and Andrea. I know she's your boo. I know you watch Hulu. I don't know if you get your kicks on Netflix. Shit, you spending your time on Amazon Prime. What are you watching that's really cool that everybody needs to know out there? 
So true story. I ended, this is a crazy weekend for us. So we were in Cape Coral for Thanksgiving. Grayson had asked off at Publix and we found out uh, at five o'clock Thanksgiving night that his request to be off this weekend was denied or this past weekend. So I left Friday, Black Friday, and drove him all the way back to Tampa, left Annie and the two littles down in Cape Coral. And I end up being by myself essentially for the whole weekend. Then I had to turn around and drive all the way back down to Cape Coral to pick them up and bring them back on Sunday. But I tell you that because I got into Yellowstone over the weekend. Man. And I'm not even going to lie, man. I didn't know a thing about it. And I saw Scott Howell and his wife on TikTok dressed up like ripping Beth from Yellowstone. And I'm like, what is this fool doing? Is he, like, is he trying to be in a Wrangler commercial? Come on, Howell. What's your story, man? And, I, and then another part of me is like, you know, Scott could pull the cowboy thing off, man. He looks pretty good in, in the uh, in the rodeo outfit. You hey, know? Scott's a sexy son of a bitch. If you, he, he you're not walk, a man and can't say that, you ain't so you ain't yeah, he, he could walk down the road looking like that any day of the week and, and do just fine. So I start digging in and I'm like, all right, I've seen too many people talk about this show. I started watching it first episode in boom, I'm hooked. So we're binge watching Yellowstone. Hey, what channel is that on? Is that on a, that's not on any of those things, right? It's on, it, no, it's on Paramount, but we have, um, we, we swapped our cable over to AT&T cable. So I can just go in the DVRs on the cloud. I found where to find it and hit record series. And I just waited until the whole first season was, ah. uh, it was, uh, aggregated. And now I've got all three seasons completely ready. So we're, we don't ever watch TV live. We don't have time no. to watch TV. No, I mean, typically I we fall asleep to the TV at night, but yeah, I'm not stopping what I'm doing to, to go watch TV. There's no money in that. Unless it's the protege and then I'll watch it. <laughs> season one, season two, season three. Thank you very much, David. You know, you're a great friend of mine. You're a great friend of the industry. If I didn't display that to everybody right now, then there's nothing that I can do for you. Um, and I'd be serious when I say this. Um, and, and I think I talked about this in another podcast. It depends when this one comes out. I don't control when they come out. Um, 2023 FFT, full-time Florida. I'm sorry, FTF. And that is our goal. And so Andrea and I have put together a three, a two and a half year plan. My son graduates in the spring of 2023 and we hope to go to Cape Coral. We hope to be in Port Charlotte. We hope to be, hope to be in somewhere around there. I, I want to go south of Tampa, but Tampa is a place that my wife and I love. We've looked at Pensacola for a long time because of David and some other friends. I'm thinking to myself, if you guys can go look on a map and you look how far Pensacola is to, Tam- to Tampa, I'm not talking by, by, by land. Because ain't no one driving. That's a far boat trip too, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's a far flight. I mean, I made the mistake of calling on a restaurant chain that was domiciled out of Pensacola early in my career. And I never stopped to like look at the MapQuest back when you used MapQuest. It was like eight and a half hours for me yeah. to drive there, man. There's no easy way to get there. It is. I know. And that's why um, that's why I think that that's for sure. I think we're going to be heading down that way. My wife and I just need to we just want to live on the water. That's our main thing. We don't even need to live on the Gulf. We just want to be able to get walk out the back door and get on our boat like we do now, but not be on a lake. But most importantly, um, there's going to be a connection somehow. I don't know what it looks like, but between the Insurance Alliance and Florida Risk Partners. And and I'm really excited about that because the way that we have modeled our agency after you 
it is going to be a very, very easy fit. Can't wait to get the other things that we learn from for, from you as well. But here's the point of that. This is the greatest industry God ever created. I have three locations in Southern Illinois, and I decided about three or four months ago that we're going to go to Tampa and we're going to go in 2023. People say, what are you going to do with your office? Well, guess what? It's ironic. I have three years left on this, on this lease. I got three years left on all my leases. Isn't it ironic? My son graduates in three years. Seems like it was just meant to be, and I can't wait to be down there with you, Crothers. We're going to have a good time. We're going to work, and we're going to make a lot of money, and then we're also going to catch a lot of tuna and some mackerel and all that other shit that you're teaching me. That I but, don't know. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm all for it. This has been Jason Cass with Agency Intelligence, where I give you real agents, David, insider real agencies, Florida Risk Partners, giving you the real agency intelligence, killing commercial slash protege, and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. I'm Cass. He's Carruthers. We're out. Are you looking for an insurance community to join? Have you heard of the LAAIA? The Latin American Association for Insurance Agents is just not for Latins. Their focus on diversity and inclusion over the last few years has made this 54-year-old association one of the fastest growing and the most dynamic associations in the industry. With established chapters in Florida, Houston, Dallas, Atlanta, and Denver, it's no surprise this association has the attention of everyone in this industry. Their upcoming national convention on beautiful Marco Island includes keynote speaker Trisha Griffith, the CEO of Progressive. National leaders from around the country like Marshberry, Vertifor, Lula, and more will be here on center stage as well. And whether you're an independent agent, a captive agent, life or health agency, or even a financial services professional, this association offers you everything you need to network and grow your business. Make sure you check them out and consider joining me, Jason Cass, at the next upcoming convention. It's going to be August 21st, the 24th, at the JW Marriott on stunning Marco Island. This has been Cass Approved.